Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Are you ready? Marks and Smarks. This is the Smarky Las Filipinas podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Smart Gilas Filipinas podcast. Stunning Stancy at your service. To my right, ravishing Ro Moran. No Rowdy Raph Camus, so he's missing out on episode number 98. And let's call this the Jason Collins episode. Mm, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Yeah, Jason Collins, uh, first ever NBA player who was active when he came out as gay. Uh, he did wear the number 98 for, for significant reasons Because in the year 1998 There was uh, If I am if not mistaken There was a gay riot that took Ayun place Ayun ba yun? Ayun ba yung Yes, yes I did not know this So he was referencing that event in history Which is why he wore the, year ni- uh, the, the number 98 Okay uh, I think we should just let the people know, by the way The, the voice you hear Yeah When you first click play on yep. the podcast uh-huh. Is none other uh-huh. than the legendary Samantha on the phone That's right We are friends with Samantha on the phone SOP mm. uh, You may remember her For that long run that she had uh, In Boys Night Out Man Man She had that <laughs> really long run yeah, yeah Yeah The company's gone bad. The company has gone defunct uh, If I don't know if you guys remember But she was actually on Magic Or you could hear her between 6 Like right when the show would oh, start yeah, yeah, yeah Until 7.45 7.45 Until that's, 7.45 that, That's a threshold That was her last call Okay 7.45 Okay uh, Speaking of traffic I have a small story to share uh, I was stuck in traffic on the way here Because Camus is not available I had to take the bus And you know, Because your boy Rolls with public transportation <laughs> Uh, uh, I got. It turns out in my hunger that I accidentally paid my conductor, the conductor, a five hundred. What the fuck? No, no, no. And, and usually they, and usually they have change. Yeah. For that stuff, for a five hundred. But I thought I gave him a twenty. Okay. So he started giving me change, like a lot of change, and I didn't understand why. Sure. So I told him, oh, kuya, bente lang yan. <laughs> and I gave it back to him. Okay. I gave the bills he was giving me back to him. And, he, and oh, and asabi naman niya, okay, whatever, whatever you say. Yeah. Kumaga. And then when I got here, we were having dinner downstairs at cafeteria. Yeah. And I was looking at my wallet to pay. Yeah. I, was not, I could not find my 500. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. It Quickly dawned on me that I accidentally gave the conductor my 500 when I thought it was a 20. Oh, well, fuck. And I did not realize until I got off. I'm sorry. So man. now I am down 500. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. So the lesson here really is always eat before you, before you brave traffic. Yeah. I think that's a very important lesson, and it, it, it's an FML moment. But if you remember that site, yeah, well, it, you know, it's just about FML because okay, I have um, much more money in the bank than a five hundred. Like 
I, I'm not gonna die tomorrow because yeah. I don't have 500. But sayang lang. Yeah, I know? mean, everybody everybody understands yeah. right? that, sayang that feeling. Sayang siya. Nakakasar. Uh, anyway, that's it. That's my warm-up for today. All right. We got a lot to talk about this week, though. It's not as explosive as, you know, other weeks in wrestling. Certainly not as explosive as uh, last week or, or, you know, two weeks ago when AJ Styles debuted in WWE. Mm-hmm. So let's start off with some, uh, some happy news on the local front. PWR Live has yeah, come yeah, and yeah. gone. We are officially on the road to Vendetta. And I, don't know, I, I think I just got to say this. Um, of all the shows of PWR that I have been a part of, this past one from uh, January 31 was the best one I'd been a part of. Uh, I would easily agree with you if I didn't have the iAcademy exclusive show the Friday before. Ah, all right, right. That was a lot better, trust me. Because uh, there wasn't that much pressure, you know, if you know what I mean. Uh, it's a house show and it doesn't count in anything. It doesn't count in canon, it doesn't count in, our, in you know, the, the, the boys' record, record books. Yeah. Uh, it was just a show in which we went out there, or they went out there. I was just, you know, I was just part of the audience, uh, working backstage. They went out there and had a good time, and the audience had a good time. And a lot of, um, you know, from from your stories, because you guys were there, mm. I wasn't there. Mm. From your stories, it came across as if a lot of the fans weren't even wrestling fans to begin with. I don't, I don't, that is what I'm not sure of. I actually thought, nah, you know, we'd be, or they would be. Uh, they would just be performing in like uh, a two-row crowd, if you know what I mean. Yes, you yes. know, two rows on every side of the ring, and it turns out it was pretty packed. Uh, if we just didn't, uh, we just didn't have like a lot of rows at the back, like in the Yeah, it's it's not your typical PWR event. But even then, it was packed. Uh, I don't know how many of them were wrestling fans, but. They had a pretty good reception to, to the whole thing. There was even uh, uh, an academy faculty member involved. Yeah, I, I remember mm. um, seeing. I think I think there was a photo of mm. uh, this faculty member getting slapped by mm. classical Brian Leo. Uh, see Chester, that's his name, uh, the prof's name. Uh, you are a trooper, sir. You are a real trooper for getting slapped with a first world slap. But it was such a fun experience. Everyone was che- was cheering, and everyone just got that reaction. That you know, wrestling uh, wrestlers would want a crowd to, to you know, to, to, re- to, to I guess to give them. So you know, they were cheering for the faces and booing the heels. Yeah, yeah. No, nothing was snarky. Nothing was smarky. No hecklers. No heckler. Oh, well, you know, there were there were there were like just a tiny bit, but not as bad as the ones we encountered or experienced nung Sunday nung PWR live mismo. Yeah, you know what? Ever since we moved to I Academy, it's as if the hecklers got no, louder. Yeah, the hecklers got louder because the venue is smaller than MCS for sure. But the hecklers were there since MCS pa. Uh, I guess it's a matter of our fans being too comfortable with the product. Yeah, and I, I mean the wrestling community is small then. Yeah. It's, it's small, so in a way we kind of know each other even though we don't know each other directly. Yeah. People know each other, so... Um, it uh, yeah, there's there's an affinity to it, which is good and not so good at yeah, the same yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna drop a pipe bomb right here. I hate all of you who are trying to heckle and sabotage the show just because you find it more entertaining to entertain yourselves by hijacking 
the audio, the at the atmosphere of the crowd. And this is coming from someone who is just backstage, just yeah. working the show. So imagine the feeling of guys like Ken Warren mm. or Chris Panzer. These are guys who go out and try to put on a show, and you know, um, it, it takes away from the experience on both sides. Eh? From from the sides of the talent and the sides of the people who are just trying to have a good time. Like sorry, talaga, I'm calling you paid your money and you are technically free to say whatever you want to say because you made that contribution to the company but dude it's just not cool anymore it maybe i mean maybe once or twice or three times maybe it, if you have something really clever to say it's okay but it just gets old it just gets annoying it just gets you just look super annoying to me to so us the, a lot of us actually yeah the thing is that mm. it, uh, it has to be said you know um, on, on a personal level on on the level of being an entertainer siya because imagine going to a play and oh. you do that kind of shit oh. you'll probably get escorted out yeah. whether it's Broadway or PETA yeah. or, or Dulang UP you'll probably get escorted out yeah I, I think you guys are just lucky I mean you guys I mean the ones who are heckling you guys are just lucky we don't set Kamas on you. Yeah, yeah, because Kamas has been raring. He's, he's been waiting for some time. That motherfucker know, is stiff. To, to be you know let I mean? loose. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, you know, um, bitching aside at all of these bitches. So, what, um, do, what do we do, though? What do we do? Where do we draw the line? Uh, uh, it's okay for people to say whatever they want, to react however they want, because it's a free country. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, although. We don't want to have this reputation to fans in KJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the same time, there has to be some accountability and responsibility on the on the audience's end, on the audience's part, to be, uh, you know, to go with it, man. To just be cool. You know what? On a, on an idealistic level, I guess, um, it has to start with the selfie. Oh. If if when when you think of that that thing you want to say or that chant that you want to start. If the intention is, do I want to get myself over? Yeah. You probably should be. Uh, you're probably better off not doing it. Yeah. If it's something that fits well within the context of what's going on, then by all means, diba. So, um, I, I guess a good chant would be like uh, the Fifty Shades chant. Yeah. That yeah, was that, good. that was funny. That, that, was, that was that was a clever. fun chant. Yeah. And everything that had to do with that match, you know, sitao, uh, what else? Bagong tray, orohan. Yeah. Diba? Those things that made stuff, sense. Yeah. And if you get over in the process, good for you. That, those were fun chants, but now the, those those fan chants just jumped the shark. Yeah, you know what I'm saying we've we've reached that point where sumo brane. So I don't know. I mean, I, uh, like like Rose said, we don't want to be all high and mighty and shit. Pero nakakabastos eh to a degree. So it, it would really help all of us if you dial it back a bit and go through the rotary test, the four way <laughs> rotary test. <laughs> Ask yourself those questions. No, no, I think I think you don't even have to go through the rotary test. I think you have to position yourself, put yourself in the shoe of the people in the ring wrestling and telling a story. You say uh, the moment someone else in the in the crowd hijacks the atmosphere by chanting th- something totally out of context and out of place. Parang masisira mojo mo if you're if you're a wrestler. And lot of if you're trying to build up to a moment, because yeah. every match, every segment leads up to a moment, diba? And you know, everybody who's part of the show works so damn hard to try to get to that moment that we can't afford it getting squandered away by some lousy chant like I don't know, Noche Buena or something. Even though that was kind of funny, that was kind of funny. But all the same, it's an eh. Well, that one is okay if 
uh, that was directed at John Sebastian. Yeah. So if you're making fun of him because he's a heel, he's a heel. But everything else, there were a lot of stuff that you know people were just saying just to try and get over, just to say, just to be the guy who makes a clever, witty remark that everyone else can laugh at. That's that's what that's what a lot of you are doing. I don't know, not a lot of you, but just those in that particular section of the crowd. You know all who you are. I don't know if you've been checking Twitter like right after the show because oh. it's been my habit oh, I see. to search no, the I, hashtags. I have actually been searching the hashtags. I don't know. I, I just don't think I've found what you found. There are people who've been calling out these people who try to get themselves over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw Kel Fabi uh, mad at these guys, but I, don't, I haven't seen anyone else. Um, but so there are people. I don't want to name names either. But there are people who feel the same way. Hmm. And I guess it's only a matter of time until somebody in the audience starts a you're not funny Yeah, chat. yeah. The, the boss has given you the blessing. Yeah. <laughs> Go right ahead. If, if, if you hear somebody heckling unnecessarily, start the you're not funny chat and I'll get up from my seat and I'll lead the crowd with you. You have my blessing. No, don't, don't do that. You're doing commentary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but I, I feel like people do that because uh, in some way they're not entertained. You know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. Uh, in some way they find what's going on in front of them lacking in some way. So if you, if you were at the last show, and you were heckling. Maybe uh, I, I hate to say this. I, I hate to suggest this because it's driving away potential business. But maybe it would be better for you to just not go if you can't keep your mouth shut. See, I would. I think I can't speak for everyone. I can't speak for the company. I can't speak for the wrestlers. When I say that, I would rather you stay home than you pay us money. Neither mind. I mean, no, I, I, I don't I know. It's, it's my opinion. Yeah, it's no, my that, opinion. that's your opinion. I guess my opinion would be. Um, uh, channel into something more productive Like write a review Or, or tweet about it oh, yeah, Use yeah, the, the hashtag yeah, that, that is actually a better enough. Send us the feedback Use the hashtag Hell Tag at PWR official You can tag my Twitter For all I care Because I'll find it anyway I'll read this shit And you know Any feedback is good feedback Because it lets us know How we can improve So let us know And we tell you this Every damn day uh-huh. So do all of us a favor and channel your, your boredom, I guess, into something more productive. Para hindi na rin tayo, uh, we, we don't step on each other's toes. But honestly, people are lucky that they don't get you know, thrown out of the building. Yeah. Kasi we have every, uh, the company has every right to do that. Because they're not the government. And you're only really abridging or you're only violating the right to freedom of speech if you're the government. Uh-huh. You can only actually bring that up against the government. But with private entities, with people, with uh, corporations, with companies, it's not a defense. So if I was, uh, for example, you're attending a Binay uh, debate at a school. Mm. Uh, if you shout, if you heckled Binay, then somebody can actually escort you out. Yes. Because government. Yeah. No, 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 no. Hindi kasi somebody can escort you out because it wasn't the government who is kicking your ass out. Ah, it might right, be the right. school who is kicking your ass out. It might be security who is kicking your ass out. Yes, yes. Okay, that makes sense. So there, something you know to just keep in mind. But all in all, uh, live was—I I still think live was fun. I still oh, yeah, stand yeah, yeah, by what sure, I said. For sure. uh, you know, you know, the the crowd aside, uh, it was actually one of the best shows uh, PWR has ever come up with. Yeah, um, you know, all of the moments were—they uh, they were just spaced out well. The pacing was great, and I don't know. I guess as as somebody who was doing commentary, it wasn't so hard to do my job and enjoy it at the same time because those are. Two separate things, while not necessarily mutually exclusive, you know. Um, I, I guess I could say that I just really had a lot of fun. 
Um, and I gotta thank everybody who uh, who participated in some way, shape, or form. We gotta give a shout out to the machine, by the way, Maverick Knight. His vignette is hands down the best vignette I've seen from PWR. Yo, machine, you do know that now everyone has to has to get shot by a director. Yeah, because <laughs> that's some great a WWE style vignettes uh, right there. So uh, I, I think I uh, uh, use. Yeah, I think The Machine has posted that uh, through some means on the PWR YouTube, so you might want to check that out. Um, we have, well, we have the rematch between Rafi Mabayashi and Classical Brian Leo set for February 20, along with at least uh, three other matches that have already been set. So I know that uh, Mark Di Manalo will have his rematch against John Sebastian, and uh, JDL and Main Max will go one-on-one mm-hmm. for the Path of Gold trophy. And Crystal takes on Peter Versoza in a match that I approved. <laughs> the very first intergender match uh-huh. in Philippine wrestling history. So, uh, the very first public intergender match. Yeah. <laughs> so th- Man. What? So that, yeah, that, that, should, uh, that should probably put butts in seats. I uh, hope so. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're done with PWR Live. If you have anything you want to tell us, don't hesitate. Please hit us up on Twitter. I would love to debate anyone who, any, any of the hecklers who are listening to this and then... Uh, and feel personally offended by what I say or disenfranchised. Just fuck you. All right, so it's at the VSGP podcast at Roizwar at underscore Stancy. If you want to send Kamas a tweet, it's at Caveman Kamas. All right, um, some sad news came out this week. Uh, I think this is one of the last things I read Monday night. The hitman Bret Hart made an announcement on his Facebook page that he's facing the greatest battle he's ever faced yet, and that is prostate cancer. Now, a lot of people from uh, both the wrestling community and those who've quote-unquote graduated from the wrestling community posted about Bret Hart. The outpouring of support has been tremendous from both the, rest, uh, you know, um, the WWE uh, family and, and outside. And um, I guess it's surprising when you see your heroes uh, battling diseases that everyday people go through. Mm, uh, I don't know. It, it, it's fortunate, I guess, that Bret was able to catch it in time before... I guess it would do any lasting damage on him. It's certainly un- unfortunate, but I think uh, at this point, since he caught it pretty early, uh, there might be a good chance that he survives this. Yeah, so, um, I think MDJ uh, brought this up in our in our uh, Smart Henry editorial board chat box. He said that prostate cancer is actually one of the easier cancers to defeat. Mm. And that, uh, again, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm just trying to trace this back from memory. He said 94% of those diagnosed with it eventually get cured, such that doctors now refer to it more as prostate disease than prostate cancer. But you know, uh, Lemmy died from prostate cancer only because I think he didn't uh, catch it in time. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you took up Soxi 3 in UP. No, I was not able to. All right. So Soxi 3 is a very fun class uh, for those who are unacquainted. It's uh, sex. Gender and sexuality in the context I of society. Know why you know, because I'm yeah, exactly. That's the thing. That's why you work as a registration assistant, my friend. Fuck. Well, I, that's how I whatever. got those classes. Yeah, I know. Anyway, yeah. so I took this class, and uh, our, our professor actually encouraged us to do uh, to check yourself for lumps. Before you wreck and shit. yourself, right? Right. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. Exactly. Except she taught it to us in Tagalog. So for the guys, it's KKK. Kanya kanyang kapa. Okay. So how, what do you, what do you what do you check? Uh, your balls. Yeah, I know. What do you check? What do you look for in the balls? You look for uh, a suspicious lump, like something that shouldn't be there. So, like, a, uh, you know, like a self-breast exam. Exactly. I forgot what the term that she used was for the women. But mm. it's not KKK because it's for the guys. Well, then, you know, everyone, you know, everyone kapas. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So it's it's a good reminder, I guess, for for people to you know uh, again make sure that you 
you, you don't have those lumps that shouldn't be there. Right, and of course we all we wish the Bret Hart, uh, we wish the Hitman Bret Hart the best, and that he recovers from this. Um, just one last thing, I guess. It kind of makes me sad though. Oh. Nah, yeah, you know, uh, Bret, Bret Bret is kind of old. He's like late fifties. Bret 60s. has been through so much. He's been through a dangerous concussion. Uh, he's been through a stroke. Yeah, and now this. Right. But in, in a way, he's still fortunate. Now you know he w- actually got through this stage of life. Yeah. Whereas some of our other favorites, like Eddie Guerrero, for example, yeah. never even made it. Yeah. He never even got to retire. Right, right, so right. it it really just puts things into perspective uh, how how uh, quick life is and how quick everything can be taken. I believe from. Uh, Eddie died uh, when he was as old as Cena is now. Yes, at the age of thirty-eight. Yeah. Right. Right. All right. Um, how about we talk about Lucha Underground? Because na- now at this point, we'll have no spoilers because we've both seen uh, both seen episode one. Episode one <laughs> and episode two is not available in Manila as of the time we're recording. Uh, Believe we us, for we've it, been though. trying. We've been trying all day uh, to find episode two. Episode one was fun mm-hmm. in the sense that ten minutes palang puta may nagbago na from the status quo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, King Cuerno is your new gift of the gods champion. And he defeated Phoenix with a new finisher. I think that was a package pile driver. It was, yes. It was a cradle pile driver. Right. And I was surprised because the thrill of the hunt didn't finish Phoenix off. So I was like, oh, okay, maybe Phoenix is going to win this match. And then Cuerno busts that out and boom. Um, it, it's also interesting to see the dynamic of Cuerno with Katrina and Millie. Because it's as if Katrina gave Cuerno the opportunity so that Mil Muertes will have no challengers in the meantime. Mm-hmm. But playing off of how Phoenix and Mil Muertes are the antithesis of each other, so uh, that's that's that was one fun. I would uh, really anyway, um, uh, now that you mention that, I really want to know what happened between the scenes between uh, the two seasons and why Katrina is in charge. That's actually a very good uh, point because when we uh, get back into season two, Dario Cueto is running some underground fight club. No, it's not. It's not an underground fight club. It's just. Uh, it's just a ruse to fool people and uh, feed them to Matanza. Here's my question. Because Black Lotus hated Dario Cueto uh, and Matanza. Mm. Why is she now helping him feed <laughs> and the brother? Didn't you pay attention to what happened last season? Is there an epilogue? The, no, the last bit? no. Yung, the part where Cueto reveals that it was, you know, El El, it was El Dragonasteca who killed her family. Oh. I don't know if that's true. But as you can see, uh, Black Lotus has been sufficiently brainwashed. Yeah, yeah. So now Black Lotus is playing with uh, playing on you know Dario Cueto's team and Matanza's team, mm. and they ate three fuckboys uh, last week. Mga fuckboy ng MMA. <laughs> yeah. Um, of course, we also got Havoc or Son of Havoc, Ivelisse and Angelico, which mm-hmm. uh, I love these guys. These these are probably my three favorite characters in in Lucha Underground, aside from Pentagon Junior. Um, and all of them appeared in, in, in that final segment where Ivelisse beat Son of Havoc and Angelico to go up against Mil Muertes for the Lucha Underground Championship. Mm. So, I, I love that match. Um, it, was a great, uh, it was a great match only because it was booked so well. Yeah. You would think the squash match because of the size difference. Well, it almost was. It kind of was um, in some way. It just so happened that the only thing stopping it from being a squash match was that uh, Ivelisse got some considerable offense. Yeah, hope spots, pretty much. Yeah. And um, I, I love how at the end, Prince, Pum- Prince Puma made an appearance. Pentagon Jr. made an appearance. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that Pentagon Jr. is a face now. 
I wouldn't say so just yet. Uh, it depends, I guess, on on Vampiro's leanings and what else Pentagon does from here. I just because the guy attacks a villain doesn't automatically turn him a face. Pentagon Jr., for me, because I, I'm such a huge fan of the guy, he, he's reached this level of, for, uh, because I can't think of another word, um, awesomeness. Nah, he just is. Yeah. Yeah, right, there right. you go. He just is. He just is, right? Kind of like Ishii and Shibata in, right. in New Japan. They just mm-hmm. are. And Nakamura. Yeah. Now, now, you can't judge them based on whatever moral alignment that you try to restrict them to. They're just really, really wonderful characters that have so many layers that um, you, you can't help but get behind them. So I'm interested to see where this is going uh, to go. Um, I, I think Rey Mysterio is set to debut by this season. I'm just not sure if it's like at the halfway point, at the quarter point. Uh, I would say um, somewhere after the half because he debuted at the second round of tapings. So malamang na nyan, sa mikit na nyan. All right, so my midseason. Um, you might want to check out if you want to have some like I don't know supplementary knowledge on Lucha Underground. Our R squared circle or Reddit squared circle mm-hmm. had an AMA with Krista Joseph, one of the executive producers of mm-hmm. the show. You may remember him as Big Dick Johnson uh, uh. from uh, the DX days in the mid two thousand. So he's actually a writer. Fucking Big Dick Johnson. He's actually an executive producer, one of the guys, one of the brains behind Lucha Underground. So uh, check that out. I think I glanced through it before I went to bed the other night. Um, he offers some pretty interesting, interesting insights and drops a clue or two on the fates of some of your favorite characters. Like who? I, I won't spoil it for you But okay. just don't go to the Wikipedia page Oh no, don't do that, man Don't go to the Lucha Underground no, you Wikipedia page You should know page. better and not go to the Wikipedia page Learn from us Because hmm. we learned the hard way hmm. Alright, so we're excited uh, for, for episode 2 we'll, we'll, we'll try to find a copy so we can talk about that next week on, on the podcast Alright um, Now, it's, it's early February But we're pretty much on the road to WrestleMania And it's been a disappointing one thus far And I can say this Because I write a weekly Raw column And this week I was forced to entertain myself By making Chinese New Year forecasts <laughs> For a lot of the guys Who appeared on this week's Raw Just because there wasn't anything Substantial, I guess For me to talk about And what does that say about the product When, I'm, when my job Or when I work To find something to talk about I just can't do it What it says is that Three hours is just too much to do things. And when you have three hours, you kind of have to stretch it so much that there's no sense of urgency. And that's what we need most during WrestleMania season. You know, a sense of urgency that stuff is happening. Last year, this time last year, I, can't, I can still remember that Daniel Bryan was in there to challenge for Roman Reigns' spot. This, is when, this was when they were punking each other out. Yeah, yeah. And I guess... I don't know. For some reason, they can't do that now. They haven't been able to do that. Or maybe maybe they have been doing that and there's just some fatigue on the, on the audience's part. They're trying to make up for it with having Brock Lesnar there. Uh-huh. And, you know, I mean, Brock Lesnar, big box office name, legit badass. He comes in and delivers an F5 to Dean Ambrose. That's something that a lot of people would talk about and... I know you're you're a huge proponent of a possible Brock Dean feud moving forward. Yeah, uh, I would really love Brock Dean for WrestleMania for the Intercontinental Championship, but I know it's not going to happen. Most specifically because we're pretty much set in Brock versus Bray uh, for Brock. We don't know Bray. what Dean is doing. Yeah, we don't know, but what we do know is that Vince McMahon is apparently set for Undertaker versus Braun Strowman. 
Alam mo, okay lang sa akin yun. Kasi, uh, I don't know. It just, it, it's not a big deal to me. I guess, maybe because I'm not that big of an Undertaker mark and like some of our friends. Yeah. Uh, Shall we name them? Because I can name at least three. <laughs> Joaquin Mendoza. Yeah, that's one. Uh, who else? I know Vintendo is a huge fan oh, too. Right, 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 right. Um, who else? I don't know. <laughs> fine, two. Yeah, we uh, named two. Um, I don't know. Uh, okay, it's fine because if Brock is ver- going up against Bray, maybe he'll win that one. You my know? my problem with uh, Taker versus Braun Strowman is, I w- I actually envisioned thirty two to be Undertaker's retirement uh, stage. Uh, Cena got injured, so we can't help it there. I don't know. I mean, hindi ko rin maiisip kasi kung sino magiging kalaban ni Undertaker. Oh. Diba? Uh, other than Braun, you mean? Um, yeah, I'm, other than I Braun. I really don't know. It's a case where, yeah, I'm complaining about it, pero wala rin ako alternative, so bitching about it isn't very productive. You know what I mean? What if we, okay, let's, let's fantasy book this. Sure. What if our answer is not in the main roster? You mean this is someone from NXT? Yeah, why not, diba? Undertaker's retiring, why not give the rub... To someone who was debuting Like Finn Balor Yeah, like Finn Balor I would totally you know, the, the dead man versus the demon I would buy that Yeah, I would buy that too uh, You know, Finn would be carrying the whole match By the way Yeah and, But but if there is, you know uh, A good way to call someone up Even though he's totally not getting called up Yeah uh, Okay, so if it's not If it's not Finn Balor Who would it be? I'm tempted to say Samoa Joe. Oh, really? I'm tempted to say Samoa Joe. Pero hindi ko alam kung paano eh. Kasi kay Finn mas madali mo i-justify yeah, because yeah, of the yeah, demon, yeah. right? With Samoa Joe, it's like why? I don't know that. I just want to kick ass, right? You know what I'm saying? I, I guess, but it's alam mo parang you, you do it for the sake of doing it. Yeah. May pagka-meme eh. And you know, it's but not I, a satisfying. It would be a crazy MMA match. MMA style match. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I totally no, see you know, where you're, no, where you're, where you're going with this. It's maybe it, it could be one of those things. Uh, um, Samoa Joe would just come in, look for a guy to kick. You know, looks at the biggest target in the room. Yeah, and go for that. Or probably he can justify now. You know what? I've been gone. I, I haven't been here for so long. Maybe he wants to pull a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And probably, finally, I'm here. I get my chance to go at you. So I'm gonna do this. Okay. Right. What about Nakamura? Well, he's busy with Sami Zayn. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's a different day, you know. Has although it, it's a, although it's hard to it's hard to hype. Yeah, Chaka stretch. Eh. Mm. I mean, um, for one, the fans are already having like a, a, a wet dream. Uh, oh, Nakamura is definitely going to be wrestling for the WWE by April. Yeah, and then you give them a double wet dream, their brains might explode. <laughs> who cares? Uh, who else could it be? Hmm. What Baron Corbin? Mm, would you would you buy that Baron Corbin and uh, the Undertaker? <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't. No, I, well, I would rather him. Well, as I told you in private, um, you can anything can be bought as long as you book it properly. And the, and the problem is, I think we uh, this is the part where we take it to the root um, uh-huh. w- with regard to Roman Reigns in particular. I think the story has not been booked properly. Mm. Yeah, mostly because. My main rants from when Roman Reigns first got a singles push, lumalabas na naman. Uh, yeah, we're, yeah, it's, they're, they're definitely regressing. Yeah, we're not getting enough reason to care about Roman Reigns. We're not uh, being given a reason to invest in this guy's fate. Like, bakit ako maawa sa kanya? 
why do I have to um, root for this guy when the authority is coming down hard on him? I don't know why they let go of you know Austin Reigns, the the belligerent. Uh, don't trust authority Fuck the authority Roman Reigns That, that one worked Yeah And, and we saw that Nung December right? When Roman finally won the championship When he had that moment In Philly Of all places People bought in And that's because It was a story that made sense And even though They recycled the story From like two decades ago It, it still fit within The bounds of what society uh, Appreciates and accepts and I don't know why they let go of that. I don't know why they think they can try to go back to the Roman Reigns that that is fighting from underneath, Super Cena, basically. Mm. You know what? I I, um, I I I don't remember a whole lot about you build up the Roman heading into the Royal Rumble, but the way that they booked him in the Rumble match really just fucked him up. It it really uh, brought him off course. I just don't know what, what's going on. Uh, I don't know why they thought it was a good idea. Yeah, neither do I. Um, it, it, no, it's, no I, I, knew, I do know actually why uh, they thought it was a good idea. They, they are trying to overprotect him. They are overprotecting him and they are coddling him too much to the point that... You know how it is when someone, when someone overprotects something else. That thing they're protecting doesn't get to grow, you know, because they don't go out on their own and uh, make it... On their own strengths. This is how you get spoiled kids. Like, mm. if, if you want an example, Bato Bato Salangit, Tamanog Magalit. Stone, stone in the sky. Save your kids who go to Ateneo. More often than not, fall under that very category. Man. <laughs> and, and I know this from experience because you go to Savior. Wala lang dito si Camus, you're just throwing no, 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 no. the bus already. No, no, Camus is not, not one of those kids. I, I'll tell you that. There are Savior kids who are sheltered. Diba? Because it's a, oh, yeah. it's a Chinese yeah. school diba? Rich people Elite backgrounds and shit And you go to Ateneo Much of the same shit It's mm-hmm. a sheltered environment You're practically living in a bubble You're Jake Gyllenhaal and Bubble Boy <laughs> So a lot of the time They come out into the world And just because they've got a management degree They're demanding a 35,000, 40,000 peso paycheck Right on the spot When you're trying to apply oh, for an Jesus. entry level position Seriously? And again, this is reality my friend So Oh, there's a man. Yeah, yeah, toto, 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 And these are the kids who graduate from management na savior Ateneo. Imagine if they're not yung course na hindi ganun ka in demand, and you know they're they're ass coddled. They're uh, they're they're told I, to I feel think special. Man, I think the man that if their course isn't in demand, they would have a realistic expectation of what they would ex- uh, what what awaits them in the real world. Yeah, I mean, I guess there are people who are reasonable and unreasonable at the same time. But I'm just saying, I don't want to generalize, but there are people who fit this profile. And these are the people uh, that best describe the situation Roman Reigns is in right now. Na masyadong na-spoil, masyadong pinrotektahan. So the kid cannot fend for himself in the real world. And this is when shit hits the fan. So Roman Reigns is an Ateneo kid. From Savior. From yeah, Savior. Basically. Basically. I, was, I actually had these... Um, uh, college analogies for wrestlers in my head, like uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago. I can't remember them now. Damn it, that would have been fun. Oh, right. that been we fun we, can, we can come up with them now, I guess. Like, what do you mean? Um, something like how Dean Ambrose might be UP, the UP kid. Yeah, yeah. Shine yeah. 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 Uh, doesn't take shit from anyone, gives everyone shit. The Miz would probably be from CSB. <laughs> Why CSB? I don't know. Um, you know, like entitled little pricks or some shit. What? 
<laughs> I hate the profile. You are just, dar- you are just daring people to come knock down our doors. <laughs> I hate the profile people, but you know. Uh, no, no, that is not true. I would not call CSB kids entitled. At least not all of them. I would say they are, well, uh, I don't know what they are, but they're not the myths. It's somewhere along the lines of they're well to do. Yeah. They're actually talented. Uh-huh. But they may not know that much about the real world. Uh crap, I'm thinking of somebody right now. Nikola No, I don't I don't want to go there, but um <laughs> No, a, a simpler analogy would probably be John Cena is Ateneo or the Ateneo. The Ateneo, why? Because he follows the Ateneo way. Like, you know, there are the values and you really stick to <laughs> But you them say that about anyone. Anyone Hindi, but John Cena is like talagang good good, you know. You know what I mean? Like the extreme good of every category. Okay. So you know that's that's uh, you know that's the way that Atene has been has been in my head, and you know uh, you know just to, for for transparency, none of us are Atene here, not not in this yeah, room. Yeah, we are all Dean Ambroses. Yeah, uh, Who would be from La Salle though? Because La Salle is equally gritty and well to do at the same time. You know what I mean? Gritty, well to do. Gritty, no well to do. Hmm. This is hard. Seth, maybe. Yeah. 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 I see that. Pero feeling ko mas ateneo si Seth eh. Yung yabang niya. Oh. Then, I, I can see that in La Salle. No. Uh, in, the, in the LSU. The LSU people are not as arrogant as Ateneans. There is a fucking class in Ateneo that just instills school school pride. Yeah, intact, right? Yeah. That, that's bullshit. Fucking intact. That's sorry, bullshit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> that's fucking bullshit. No, I think Ateneo students themselves realize that it's bullshit. It's the people who teach it that are like, no, 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 you know what? We're, we're, this is not bullshit. It, it, it's the sad indoctrinated ones. <laughs> you know what? This is hard. I think we're going to have to table this for like some other time when we actually get everything right. Nisha Tulet nung that time when we compared wrestlers to like music stars. How do we try to do this without offending people? Yeah, I guess. So, you know, if we offended you. Wait, wait, wait. It's a good Sino yung mayamang kids sa UP? The J Mayors. No, no, no. I mean, who is that in wrestling? Ah, okay. Uh, shit. Dapat someone who's like, someone who's adaptable and flexible. Brock? No, no man. We, Brock is not UP. Brock is like high end. <laughs> okay, what? No, Brock is like high end, high end. Uh, Brock's not end run either, but you know. Uh, shit. This, this is really hard. And I'm a Brock. Hi, what does high end even mean? High end in terms of skill, high end in terms of talent, high end in badassery. Hmm. This is extremely difficult. Oh, you being a. <laughs> I don't know. Hit us up. Uh, we could use some help here. Uh, we could, we're, we're probably going to run this in the uh, Smart Henry Edboard chat room and bounce around some ideas. Maybe you can like uh, break them on the show at, at some point. I, I guess what we're trying to say is. We're here entertaining ourselves uh, instead of being entertained by the product. And I guess, that's yeah. a crying shame. Um, in a way, I kind of relate, especially after this little exercise we did, I kind of relate with the fans who heckle. But it's not like we're trying to put ourselves over. You know, you know what I mean? Like, what about, we are still interested in the well-being of the show, of, of the product. It just so happens that it's too boring right now. So th- that's where we are. And it, it's not a fun place to be at. I guess this is also why I'm just so excited about Lucha Underground right mm. now. 
hinahanap ko talaga siya. Whereas Raw, I'm like, Actually, um, Tuesday? I'm considerably more excited about NXT at this point. Even though I can say that NXT is a middling show because of what it's trying to do in one hour. Yeah. But it's still a lot more exciting. Hindi siya tulad ng dating NXT, di ba? Na parang siksik yung, siksik yung excitement kasi it's spaced out properly. Now, they're trying to put in too much and you're like, ano klaseng embutido to or something? But you know, uh, even though they're trying to you know, turn the, turn the whole show into an embutido, uh, they still find a way to do that and make everyone come out looking great. You know what I'm saying? I, I was actually watching... Uh, this week's episode of NXT before I went before I went on my way here, and I realized that shit, everyone matters. Yeah, yeah, almost everyone matters. And when the, when you look at Raw, only a select few at the top matter. There's a pyramid. Yeah, in NXT, it's not a pyramid. Well, it's a pyramid in the tra- traditional sense. You have your main eventers, and then your mid carders, and then whoever else at the bottom. But everyone feels like they belong. Right. Uh, everyone feels like they are an integral part of the product in some way. Yeah. So, like, uh, one person's actions affect that of another. Like, for example, uh, Finn Balor and Apollo Crews. Apollo Crews is, isn't even wrestling a title match, but the match feels special either way. You know? Uh, Apollo Crews is not anywhere near the, the, uh, the NXT Championship scene, but he still feels like a big dude, even though he, uh, you know... Notwithstanding the fact that he is an indie star, he's not someone homegrown from the performance center. Whereas you don't get that on on Raw anymore. Now, guys like Dolph Ziggler don't even get a fighting chance against a champion like Triple H. Like, why can't Triple H come in and you know try to have at least a non-title match, diba? And um, I, I guess to your point, just to add to that, magandang, ang maganda ng NXT is they build up stars before they're given the championship opportunity. So not we, even. No, no. Uh, look at Eva American Marie? Alpha. No, fuck Eva Marie. But look at American Carmella. Alpha. She is no, not. No, any... Okay, she wasn't built up, but they're trying to justify that. Yeah, sure, po- fine. Uh, post the battle royal. But the example is the American Alpha. Mm. The way that they're building them up, they're nowhere near the tag championship scene either. But they're going after former champions one by one. And that's, that's their way of asserting their dominance and trying to prove that once you've beaten A, B, and C, all former tag team champions, maybe we can try our luck at the real tag team champions. And it's sad because uh, Raw has three hours to fill and a really deep roster to fill it with. But they can't, they can't grasp that, intu- that intuitive uh, you know sense of storytelling now okay maybe we can try some different stuff maybe we can uh, whet the fans appetites for a bit and uh, see what we can get out of our underperforming guys or overperforming guys even because uh, you know the guys who are doing or they're busting their ass so much but they don't really get that much of a chance like, yeah. why couldn't the social outcasts get um, I guess a non-title match against the New Day and then have some sort of uh, championship implication toward it. No, I. Uh, you know what? I don't get their fascination with redundancy. Like the people who appear at the top of the show are most likely the same people who will appear in the main event segment, mm. and and that's annoying as it is, right? And um, instead of spending time developing other characters, like you know the social outcasts, or even someone like Neville, who's oh. the man that creative forgot. Um, they wait, wait, wait. Neville did not appear on Raw. He did not. Yeah. In, instead, they devote time to replaying Lillian Garcia's Grammy box. Oh, sapayon puta, diba? I mean, it was funny. Yes, it was funny to laugh at. But uh, I saw this tweet on 
my timeline at, during Raw, saying that okay, fans are laughing at it. Ah, uh-huh, fans. Uh, oh, he, she said Grammy. And then when WWE does, oh wait, 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 everyone makes mistakes. Here's the thing, though, the WWE is not supposed to put their employee on the spotlight and laugh at them on TV. Yeah, that's throwing your people under the bus on TV. And you know, punishing her for a mistake. Okay, lang kasi fans because uh, we're not part of the machine. Yeah, we are not obligated to cover. You know, to proceed as though nothing happened. You know, you even- are the WWE. You as employers are because you are ultimately responsible for your employee. You know what's even worse? When they had JBL make fun of Lillian on commentary, he was like, "Oh, the Usos are now like all these celebrities who are Grammy award winners, like Beyonce and Katy Perry." And I'm like, "No." Katy Perry has not won a Grammy. She's uh, been nominated. That, 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 no, but this is me being a radio right, DJ fine. here and being annoyed. Na parang tanganamanggagago ka nangalang mali mali pa. So okay. you know, like l- let's let's not be petty, WWE. Come on. It's like it's like if you make a mistake on air, yeah, and then for some reason it was recorded, and then somehow uh, the company uses that bit in, I guess, uh, you know, a merch plug. Yeah. <laughs> that that would be super petty. And that, yeah, that would be uh, just annoying. You, you have to hand it to Lillian for taking it in stride. Because if I don't, yeah, yeah, uh, oh yeah, that was really, you know, that was really awesome of her to take it the way she did. Yeah, she, she did actually win a Grammy. No, she she hasn't. But what she she worked with somebody who was a Grammy winner. Oh, okay, okay. So when she was in the studio of that person, I think they were recording Kiero Vivir or uh-huh. something. She posed with a Grammy and took a photo, okay. and then she uh, joked about it. So she handled it very gracefully. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm saying, come on. Uh, when you make your employee look bad, you make yourselves look bad. Yeah. So the best thing to have done is to proceed as though it didn't happen. Right, but you know, of course they wouldn't oh. because it's WWE. So, uh, it's, and that's it's the sad. kind of shit that that immaturity, that pettiness, that that being juvenile, the whole backstage politics thing, everything like that. Those are the things that stop WWE from moving on, from jumping, from making the leap. From being just a good company, a great company with all the resources, all the money in the world, all the talents in the world, to something truly legendary, to something truly must see. And it's sad. Like, they're throwing away their own potential. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 2016, Deba, and we still get uh, petty jokes about Lillian, uh, like, creepy jokes towards you Lana. You don't see that shit kind of like shit. that in NJPW. Yeah. You know? You don't. Um, Shiny's last match was last weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fun. Uh, I had a lot a, of fun. That was a fun moment. Yeah, it was a, it was a very, very good moment. Um, I, I don't know. I think I, I just had to share this. I only started following New Japan in bits and pieces after Wrestle Kingdom 9. So I'm not as invested in the characters or, or in the guys as people like Lance, who write Cafe Puro, or mm-hmm. people like Brandon, who's one of our, our, our go-to Puro experts. But when I was watching Nakamura's send-off, there's something about it that made me emotional as well. Parang, and, and, and I thought to myself, I don't think I deserve this. Because I <laughs> I'm, I'm a casual. And yet I feel something. So maybe it says something about Nakamura as a personality, as a presence. Mm-hmm. Or about the way that New Japan just values its people. And the way that they treat uh, the people under their umbrella. Nah, you know, they just put such, such, such value and respect on them. Nah... You know, um, it's appreciated by people across the board. So, yeah, um, I, I enjoyed that match. It was a great moment. Uh, Okada hoisting Nakamura up on his shoulders and taking a victory lap around the ring. That was really cool. And then seeing all of the guys from Chaos come out uh, 
and, and you know, do the Nakamura pose. That was pretty fun. Hey, he promised us there would be no tears. <laughs> like, why, why are there tears? Because he's not using Johnson & Johnson, damn it. Man, he promised it. He promised it would not be a teary goodbye. Yeah, but, you know, he, he couldn't help it. Yeah. So uh, we're uh, Shiny's in the U.S. right now. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura has reported to the Performance Center. Ah, uh, yeah, by, by the time you hear this, I think. Yeah, and he'll be there for just a little bit of time. I think he'll be going back to Japan. And then when he finally returns, it'll be right in time for NXT TakeOver Dallas. I'm actually waiting for, for the inevitable Triple H photo. Ah, yeah, yeah. That should be fun. That, that would be something to see. So Sami Zayn versus Nakamura is happening. Uh, somebody already announced it on Twitter, on social media, mm-hmm. uh, as the tapings were happening. So expect that to be something that will be extra special in April. And we're going to be doing our best to partner with the same people uh-huh. to bring you the same viewing party experience again for the second straight year. Times two. Times two. Because not only are we gunning for a WrestleMania viewing party, we're going to try to get takeover Dallas as well so we can all watch Shinsuke Nakamura or... Shiny McNamara Debut in the WWE together uh, He's not changing his name By the way Thank God Thank God He's not getting his uh, no, His NJPW music Yeah okay. Oh well Okay done <laughs> Yeah I'm cool Alright uh, I think we're done um, One last thing I don't know if you know this But oh. history was made last night oh. As the San Miguel Beermen Were the first ever team In pro, pro basketball To come back from an 0-3 deficit In a 7 In the whole series. world? In the whole world This has never happened before <laughs> Never I, I was just so shocked uh, I, I caught games 2, 4, and 6 in person And I'm like Shit, what there? an arc I was there 2, okay. 4, and 6 Yeah uh, and, and I caught game 7 on TV So, I don't know um, I, uh, I, I don't follow PBA as closely as I should be But um, just watching that entire final series I was like I was just left speechless To the point that I couldn't help but join the Alaska moment jokes Like uh, Your girl asked you to come over for Netflix and chill But she meant it literally what is your Alaska moment? Something like that. Anyway, uh, picks of the week? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Finn Balor versus Apollo Crews. Sorry, man. Uh, That's fine. You snooze, you lose. Um, really great. Um, I haven't seen a match like this in, on NXT in quite a while. Mm-hmm. No? Uh, under 10 minutes. Actually, technically, it was this match was around 10 minutes. No, no, no. Mga 15. Oh, 15. Oh, yeah, yeah. I said the, the, opening, the opening third of it was pretty, you know, it's pretty slow and yeah. technical, just the way I like it. Yes. And we don't get that stuff anymore. So I appreciated that. Mm. And, you know, if, if Roe didn't beat me to it, that would have been my pick. So sorry. My pick would be Nakamura send-off. All right. From Saturday night, which I, I, I was able to stream thanks to Brandon. Uh, so it was Nakamura, Okada, and Ishii representing Chaos. Against Tanahashi, uh, Hiroki Goto, and Shibata. Hmm. So that, that was fun. Um, I, according to Brandon, all five guys had meaningful histories with yeah, Nakamura. With, yeah. So that made the match extra meaningful and special. And that moment at the end where he was just bowing uh, to all four sides of the ring and thanking everybody, um, it, it was something that was worth, you know, wor- worth watching and being part of that moment. So I'm excited to get my Nakamura shirt. Uh, a bunch of us are actually ordering from the New Japan store. So thanks, Gabe, for, for putting <laughs> this together. And uh, yeah, um, it, it, it's supposed to be an exciting road to WrestleMania. We'll try to keep ourselves entertained without being bastos and being too heckly on the way there. And we hope that you join us for the ride. As for PWR, by the time you hear this, we, uh, we'll just have performed our first ever road show. 
that's happening. We're recording this Thursday night. The roadshow is tomorrow on a Friday oh, so in Candelaria. Yeah, of all places. Candelaria Quezon. <laughs> so it's, it's uh, something that was put together by uh, a party, mm-hmm. a political party. Might as well say the name. Yeah. Um, it's Boon Galing Sa... Damn it, I can't, I can't I think, no, 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 I have, I have, I have the poster here. Boon Galing Na Maglilingkod. There. Boon Galing Na Maglilingkod. Uh, That's the whole party name. Is that the party name? Yes, Boon Galing is also the last name of the, the leader, the, the figurehead ah, of the party. Okay, okay. Yeah, Maki Boon Galing. Anyway, um, so they're the ones who are bringing PWR over and uh, you know uh, the company's performing in front of a live crowd mm-hmm. in front of an arena yeah. in Candelaria. So that should be a lot of fun for, for the boys and the girls that are involved. And uh, we'll keep you updated with whatever happens there. I'm sure they'll have a lot of stories. We'll try to get some some uh, chi-chi or whatever to share. Not that uh, I, hope the, I hope the boys knock it out of the park. Yeah. And it'll be PWR's first time to be seen outside of Metro Manila. So yeah. I hope this continues to open doors for the company, for the organization, and for wrestling as speaking a whole. Of, uh, no, speaking of uh, being seen outside of Metro Manila, going back really quickly to the heckling point, Kanina, I realized um, and... Uh, I can't again. I can't speak for everyone. I can't speak for everyone in the company when I say that I am really, I really need a break from the usual crowd. Uh-huh. It would be great to have a different crowd, like reg- on the regular. Because yeah. I think, I think it's also a matter of ane, familiarity. Parang na spoil na. Oh, na spoil na. I think it's best for everyone involved uh, to perform in front of different crowds. It saves the the home crowd the sort of overexposure even though we only get they only get them once a month it saves them the overexposure it makes them special again when they come back when they come back home and it helps uh, obviously it helps PWR when new different crowds get to see them right and it helps the boys morale when they perform in front of crowds who are genuinely into them it's kind of like how the WWE would get such a a huge ovation in the Philippines because mm. we only get them once every number of yeah. years. Yeah. Whereas in the US, there are some crowds na sawa na rin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diba? So that's the point that Rose is trying to make. But you know, it's not full sailing. They're not, you know, even though they have their moments, it's not, it's not those moments na one guy is trying to put themselves, himself over. Yeah. It's not one guy annoyingly trying to do that. I, say, I think it's much worse when uh, one guy or a few guys do it as opposed to like the whole crowd, right? I don't know. I I don't know how why I say that, why I believe that, but it it is what it is. I guess you, the KSP angle is just too annoying mm-hmm. to you know to I sweep mean, under. Full the sale isn't that much better, to be honest with you. Uh, but when they love something, it's also like one of hearing the greatest uh, reactions in the world. I'd love to take a trip to Full Sail, like maybe one of these days if I save up enough money or something. Mm. I, I'd pay Full Sail a visit. Anyway. That brings us to the end of episode number 98 of your number 9 to 4 ranked uh, podcast in the sports and rec section. Thank you very much to everybody who always makes the podcast possible, to the boys and girls of PWR who keep uh, rocking the house and tearing the roofs off every time we take the, uh, take the stage, take to the ring. Uh, to our friends at Mellow 94.7 for letting us see equipment as usual. Yeah, And to all of you who click subscribe... And download and rate us, please. Uh, let us know how you think or what you think about the podcast, what we can do better, what we should keep doing, what we should probably stop doing. Hit us up on Twitter at underscore Stancy, at Rose War, at Caveman Canvas, and at the SGP Podcast. 
we'll try to get some guests on on the podcast. I mean, more regularly because we haven't really done that very often. Uh, yeah. Like guests. Oh, guests. Yeah, 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 yeah. We haven't had a lot of guests. I don't lately, know. So. Actually, we've just been too busy to set guests up. Uh, yeah. We have been meaning to, though. Yeah, it's, it's just been you know a busy start to 2016. Yeah. Not that we're complaining because you know, things are on the up and up. Uh. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you next week for episode number 99 of the SGP Podcast. We do not know what we're going to do after 99. Yeah. Anyway, we're out of here. Peace out. Peace. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the SGP Podcast. To get more from the voice of the modern Filipino wrestling fan, go to www.smarkhenry.ph. 